Hello and thank you for tuning in to the debut of The Movie Man of Georgia. Today we're going to be reviewing a couple of movies and this is the first of four and that is American Sniper starring Bradley Cooper. So stay tuned, The Movie Man of Georgia show is about to start. Hello everyone and welcome to The Movie Man of Georgia. As stated, we're going to talk about American Sniper. If you do not know, American Sniper is the highest grossing domestic video pertaining to war uh, so far. It used to be Save It Private Ryan, but it has since taken the spot of that movie. So here's a few things to know right off the bat. It is a war movie. I know this sounds a little bit redundant, but a lot of the times we get to watch some war movies or movies that have violence in them, and then the critique that we get is that they're violent. Well, it's a war movie. There's going to be violence in that. That being stated, American Sniper has kind of toned down the violence uh, that you would associate with other movies along that genre. I was drastically surprised to uh, see a lack of blood and gore when I watched this movie. That is not to say that there was not blood and gore in the movie. As a matter of fact, the opening scene of the movie has a very disturbing sequence, and I wouldn't advise younger viewers to watch this movie, even with an adult accompaniment because of some of the content which is found within the movie, some of the themes which are introduced within the movie, and some of those controversial questions pertaining to war and pertaining to specifically our war in the East, which younger viewers who did not grow up in that era might not understand, uh, those that were not part of the Peace in the Middle East or Desert Storm or anything pertaining to that particular moment in American history might not understand some of the things that are brought to the front with this movie. American Sniper pushes the boundaries when it comes to asking the questions of whether or not we should be there, why we're there, why are the people fighting there, and you see both sides of the coin and you're left to make your own decisions. The second point that I want to make is that this is a movie based upon true life events. This is based upon the life of Chris Kyle. And so when you view this movie, we have to take a bit of consideration and a bit of empathy towards the way in which the story is told. It's not told within the same realm that you would expect something by Spielberg or something along the lines of Avatar or Titanic or something like that, where the main drive of the movie is to get a thought across, but not to particularly get an individualized story across. Just to give you an example, going back to the Titanic like I just mentioned, you have that relationship between Rose and Jack, but you're not telling their life story. It's not something that you want to make sure you keep true to the events. You have a little bit of freedom there. With American Sniper, they wanted to stay true to Chris Kyle's story. Of course, there is a little bit of liberties that are taken within the movie to make it entertaining, but they stay pretty close to the book that he wrote, his autobiography. And I appreciate that. And those that knew him were very happy about the way in which Clint Eastwood, who directed this film, handled his story. Let's talk about the pros of this movie. First of all, it is very well put together. The camera shots, the storyline that's built up, the antagonists and protagonists going against each other, 
is very well done. Uh, you see the the buildup with Bradley Cooper acting as Chris Kyle and how the family drama and how that story unfolds, while at the same time you see the connectivity that he has between his fellow SEALs within the movie. Bradley Cooper gets kudos, though, for the way in which he portrayed Chris Kyle. He grew the beard out. He made the muscle mass that Chris Kyle had. Uh, he also got the dialect correctly. He looked the part. He played the part. And in essence, he became Chris Kyle for this role. The second thing that I want to point out, again, is the lack of blood and gore in a war movie. It showed that a story could be told without going overboard just for the shock value of things. Now, there's shocking moments in the film. Like I said at the start of this, there are disturbing things in the film. But one thing that I expected to see was, being a sniper movie, I expected to see kill shots. I expected to see uh, brain matter splattered all over the screen. I expected to see uh, it being a war movie, people screaming for their mamas. I expected to see that intensity and that level, especially since the movie has a rated R rating to it. I was, again, drastically surprised. I think if the language and one or two scenes were cut out of the movie, that this could actually have been rated PG-13. This goes to show how well Clint Eastwood does when he directs movies. There are a few movies that he's done that I really enjoy. Gran Torino being one, Million Dollar Baby being another one. There, Letters to Himojima, I didn't quite like that as much, but all of his movies tend to focus on the story aspect of the movie and not in the shock value or the trends that are going on. And I believe that's why these movies have done so well. Now, even though American Sniper is the highest grossing domestic movie of all time as far as war goes, it did not receive the amount of awards that you would think that it would receive. It was nominated for several awards, but it only got an award for its musical soundtrack. And I attribute that to the movie's biggest flaw, in my opinion, and that is that the movie focused so hard on Chris Kyle and his story that the other characters around him did not develop fully enough to where you had an emotional connection to the people in the movie. Now, Chris Kyle, you have a strong connection to, and you have a strong emotional connection as his story is built up. You get to know his wife, you get to know his kids, you get to know him, but you don't really get to know the other characters that are within the film. There's a little bit of a disconnect between Chris Kyle's story, Chris Kyle as a person, and the other characters that are influencing his life. You don't get the same level of intensity as you would get from, say, a Spielberg movie. On a side note, Spielberg was approached for this movie, but he wanted to make it more along one of those epic, non-focused movies that, while good, don't focus particularly upon the individual. And Bradley Cooper, who owns the rights to the autobiography, decided that this was not the vision that he wanted to take. And so he went with Clint Eastwood, which, interestingly enough, 
was the choice that Chris Kyle had for this movie. That does it for the first part of this podcast. Please stay tuned. When we come back, I'm going to be talking to my good friend Art and co-host of this podcast and see what he has to say about an American Sniper. So stay tuned. So, like I said, I am with my co-host here, Art, and we're going to talk about American Sniper. Now, the first thing I was going to ask is, what is what was your overall impression of the movie uh, as a, compared to kind of like other war movies that you've seen? Well, I mean, a little bit for me. I know uh, going into this, I was super excited. Of course, you know, raised the military, Brad. My father was in the Army for 25 years. All my uncles were in every branch. I kind of went into the movie not even the sense of a war movie, but more like in the mindset of just like an action movie. Yeah? Just kind of a, a big budget popcorn, turn your brain off, Michael Bay, watch everything explode. And I I came out of it just really stunned by uh, how gritty it was and how gripping it was. Like, uh, it kind of it turned my expectation down to you, but I mean, I mean that in the best of ways. Like, I, I think in my mind, I'd compared it to, without a pun to the title, but almost to something like Shooter with Mark Wahlberg or anything that was more more like paramilitary spy kind of thing. And uh, I guess and I, I'd forgotten about the actual story of Chris Kyle. I mean, Chris Kyle was the most lethal sniper in U.S. military history. And yeah. with that as a back, backdrop, it uh, it just kind of turned the genre on here, I think. Uh, I was stunned and surprised, let's put it that way. Yeah, uh, I think I read that uh, he had 160 confirmed kills um, as far as his overall count. I think you and I kind of differ on the way that we looked at it because I went into it thinking it was going to be a little bit more gritty than it was. And I, I had talked about this earlier in the podcast that I was expecting some more blood and guts than it almost PG 13 is what it was almost uh, rated in my mind. And the only thing I think that pushed it over to that rated R was that opening scene, of course, and then the amount of language If they had cut those two out. I think it could have, easily had fallen to that PG-13 type rating. So I, d- I don't think it was as gritty as I expected it to be. Uh, well, I mean, I, and I was thinking as you talk, and isn't this uh, Clint Eastwood did this? Yeah, didn't he direct this? And and um, it's very, it's it's intense. I think that's the first thing I came away with is the intensity of it. Uh, you know, I think in a, in a little bit of a way, it's like he tried to make his version of the classic American with quotes around it, like a patriotic film, but it differs from others, you know, it differs from films like that. Like it's, it's how it's in how he approaches it. I think like, uh, at least portrayed in the movie, you know, Chris Kyle is basically an instrument to a purpose, but he's also at the same time still portrayed as fully human. Like he's absolutely aware of what he's doing on purpose instead of just like, uh, in so many of these kind of movies, it's like, a through the audience's eyes, almost like a Terminator robot aspect, like he's not really human, he's just a killing machine. The the old school, uh, the actual sniper movies back, was it the early 90s? Kind of, kind of went down that road. And this, um, the fact that it stayed a human element to it through the whole thing, I thought was a, it almost makes it endearing for, for an action movie, which is a hard thing to do, but he pulls it off. I'm glad you put, pointed that out, that human uh, aspect of it. Because one of the one of the scenes, and I'm not giving any spoilers on this. Oh, absolutely. One of the one of the scenes that really got me was when he was he was doing the overnight sniper assignment, and the guy came in and he was like, "Dude, it smells horrible in here." 
because we don't think that, hey, a sniper that's watching military men can't get up to go to the bathroom. They got to watch them the whole entire time. And and that was one of the that was one of the key scenes to me that that really brought uh, these are the things you don't consider in uh, military life. These are the things you don't consider with snipers and with that high intensity job. And like you said, it did bring that human nature to it so that it wasn't uh, stack up your superhero, go buy your merchandise type of movie. Yeah, that that's a good point. Like, I, if memory serves, you know, it's not like um, it's not like a ten pole blockbuster. It wasn't like a Jurassic Park or like a, you know, to pick on him a little bit, <laughs> anything with Will Smith in it. Like it was, um, you know, I didn't see lunch boxes and T-shirts and action figures after this came out. Uh, but I want to know. I mean, I know I, I find it interesting that uh, Eastwood himself went on record, like he said at the time, that this film is, and I'll quote the biggest anti-war statement any film can make and quote, uh, this film shows the fact of what war does to the family and the people who have to go back into civilian life like Chris Kyle had to do, end quote. And uh, so, I mean, I just, uh, just uh, I'm always drawn to um, paradoxical things. Yeah, I'm always drawn to like that Pandora's box kind of vibe, not just movies in general, yeah, but you know, especially the way directors and producers approach the things they do. And, uh, and I just find it really interesting that he kind of, he kind of, anticipated everybody's expectations of this being just like a, let's watch stuff blow up for two hours. And, and the fact that he flipped, flipped the genre and said, uh, it was really hard to do. I, I think people compare this a lot to the Hurt Locker because it came out close to the same time, but I think it's like, um, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Uh, now this, this actually may surprise you because you said it wasn't up there with Jurassic Park. Do you know that this movie is the highest grossing domestic war movie of all time? It's actually surpassed Save It Private Ryan and its uh, box office sales. I will. This is on the record and go on the record and say I totally did not know that. And that shocks me a little bit. Nope. I just learned that just now sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it actually it now worldwide. Save It Private Ryan is still in the lead. But domestically, this is the highest gross. It's like four hundred and eighty seven million is what this is gross. And one of the interesting things that uh, you pointed out was it doesn't have that epic feel. And I had discussed earlier in the podcast that uh, Steven Spielberg actually got turned down uh, because he wanted to make it into too much of an epic thing. Uh, but I wanted to ask your question about a point that we made earlier in the show before you came on. My biggest con for this movie is that it's so focused on Chris Kyle that there's kind of a disengagement uh, with the other characters. You don't really get an emotional attachment to them, at, that it's so focused on Chris Kyle that that might be seen by some people as being a negative. What are your thoughts on it? I think so, yeah. I think, um, you know, the aspect of any, you know, it's and again, it's a military battery. It's an aspect of, any kind of battle like that to speak of, of war in general, like stuff like that isn't one in a vacuum. It isn't one alone. And there, there's a little bit of a tendency, yeah, um, to they kind of they kind of suffer from that tunnel vision a little bit. It's almost like not just that the lines get blurred for the action and the pacing of the movie, but the lines get blurred. You, you can even even if you're not like cinephiles like you and I are like like anybody off the street, so to speak, you can easily tell. You know, I would say even ten, the first 10 or 15 minutes, oh, these guys are, you know, I'm usually terrible when it comes to 
like guessing the end of a book or, you know, that guy's going to die in the next scene in 10 minutes, things like that. But this is one of those rare instances where even the way it's like shot and filmed, it makes it very clear that this is, you know, this is, it's American Sniper. It's the Chris Kyle show. And it's almost like, I almost kind of get the feeling whether it's intentional or not, it's kind of like the, uh, that the supporting cast and characters are like the, the red shirts on Star Trek kind of thing, Like they're just there for filler. That's, that's kind of the feeling that I got with there. Um, and, and because we're going to discuss this in another podcast, uh, it, it differed from Save It Prior Ryan, where every single character was set up to where somebody watching it could associate with one of the characters. Uh, this one was pretty much, I believe, set up to be, here's his story, take it or leave it, like it or not, um, which I appreciated because there's not a whole lot of war movies out there. Uh, one of the other questions I was going to ask as far as the, the way the story was brought together is, what are your thoughts on the lone sniper antagonist in the movie? Do you, do you think that was a realistic thing to do, uh, having him being kind of one-on-one with them, or do you think that they needed to span it out and put more people with the bounty on his head because according to the according to the autobiography he did have a twenty thousand dollar bounty and was pretty much the most wanted sniper in iraq during that time what, what's your thoughts on that so as far as that I, admittedly the cynic in me for me personally i know uh I always hesitate a little bit of me anytime, like, obviously, this is based on a true story, but I think everybody glosses over that that it's based or inspired by isn't, you know, this isn't, this isn't a biopic. I would say it's a, it's Clint Eastwood's attempt at like a polite eulogy almost. As far as how they did the antagonist, I, like, I think, I think for me, like, my, like, first reaction when you asked that would be, I think that was more, obviously, it makes it feel more tense. It makes it, it makes it more exciting. It makes it like a, like a literal one-on-one. I mean, I think of things like um, even, even you know, <laughs> for my own, when I think great action movies, admittedly, I don't instantly think of Owen Wilson, but one of the first ones like this I ever saw was Behind Enemy Lines. Uh, I want to say the early 2000s with Owen Wilson and Gene Hackman. And, and anytime they do that kind of one versus one, uh, <laughs> spy versus spy, that kind of thing, like it builds that tension. Is it truly, like truly realistic? I would say no, but it, but it does that good. You know, it, if you can suspend your disbelief, like it, it makes it for a fun ride. I think, uh, as regard, and again, with no spoilers, as regards the final scenes and how it ended, I think that's one of those. And maybe uh, Eastwood did it intentionally, I presume, but that's one of those you, you either love it or you hate it. I know, if especially for those who've never seen it before, you definitely won't forget it. Yeah, personally, uh, I, I was dissatisfied with the ending. I thought that there was a good build up and then a cutoff. But uh, again, there's going to be those that disagree with me on it. Uh, And like you said, it's either love it or hate it. And again, we're not giving away any spoilers here. Uh, You'll have to watch the movie to find out or read the autobiography, one of the two. So I absolutely agree. This will always be a spoiler-free zone. Yes, yes. I I can't stand it when that happens. So here's the the final questions I'm going to have the final question that I'm going to have on the subject is uh, we rate these things on four different criteria, originality, cinematography, overall box sales, which we've discussed, and then the general likeness of the video, how much entertaining it would be. I would give this 
probably about a four and a half out of five, just because of the way in which anybody, it's not really original. There's been war stories uh, right. and documentaries made. So that's the only reason I'd give it a 4.5. Where do, where do you stand on that? As far as like, excuse me, as far as like an average of all, all four of those criterion, I would say, yeah, I would say probably a solid four. Um, I know uh, to your point, and, and again, obviously with the third time of the charm being no spoilers, I agree with you as far as the, the ending and the climax, like what it was, wasn't what I expected in a good sense, but it, it, I think it kind of suffered from that. In, in my mind, I was like, that's not really the ending. Wait, that's the ending. Wait, that's the credits. And I was like, I was almost, um, I was almost hungry for more kind of like, uh, and not in the sense of like setting up for a sequel or anything going down that road. Just, I was just kind of surprised that's really how it ended. As far as, um, as far as it being like entertaining, like this isn't, you know what I'm saying? This isn't, I wouldn't equate this to something like the passion of the Christ. This isn't like a, this is still a movie for entertainment. It's just, um, you just got to keep in mind, uh, such as it was at the time it came out, a lot of the controversy around it. I mean, so many people have in their minds, had in their minds what was going on in Iraq, what was going on in Afghanistan. And so the fact that everybody brings their own opinion to that to the table seeing this movie, I think is what influenced it some. But as far as overall, like uh, it's definitely worth worth at least one watch. I would say, I mean, it's, it's in my collection. It's definitely worth the own, in my opinion. But I, uh, yeah, it's it's. I know there's other war movies out there. This is definitely not new territory in silver screen speak, but I, I just think the way Eastwood did it, uh, the way he, the way the speaking of the cinematography, I'm sorry, the way some of the uh, scenes were filmed, uh, I hadn't seen anything in a movie like that until this one. So yeah, I, it's, it's absolutely recommended. Yeah. It's worth a watch. All right. So there's the final thoughts on it. If you want to see American Sniper, it's available on Voodoo and other movie streaming platforms. Just go on there. Uh, you can get it for pretty cheap. But that is our final review of American Sniper. Hope you're having a great July weekend. And we will pick back up with some more podcasts. Next one being Save It Private Ryan. This has been the Movie Man of Georgia Show. Thank you for listening.